What is up, fam? Welcome back to That's the Angle. And in this episode, I sit down with Andrew Miak. Andrew is a sex educator for men coming out of Australia. Now, at the time of this interview, he was in Bali. I'm in Washington, D.C., which just sounds really cool, right? He's in Bali. But the thing is, is the guy runs a very successful and a very awesome uh, sex education business for men. And a big reason why I had him on the podcast is because I recently heard an interview with him on some random obscure YouTube channel. <laughs> Let's not talk about what I was looking up. And he completely changed my opinion and my approach to sex and ultimately made me a better lover and more satisfied with my sex life. So, you know, he's not full of shit. Like what he's saying is very valid and was really eye-opening and insightful. And I just had an amazing time talking to him. So <laughs> there we go. There's my justification for having a sex expert. Not that I needed one because, you know, what he's doing is very artistic and creative in its own right. But anyways, besides that, guys, the podcast has been absolutely crushing on YouTube. I'm so hyped for that. Um, the growth on the channel has just been insane. It's like over 130 people every 28 days, which I've never seen numbers like that. But apparently, I guess people are really liking the content that single's putting out. So if you're one of those people, thank you. And if you're not, you should consider subscribing or leave a rating on the podcast. That'd be really cool, too. And, you know, guys, please reach out to some of these guests. If they inspire you, if if you're touched by them, mm, I don't know about that one, but if they inspire you, please reach out to them. They're, they're people, too, and they're just as obtainable and easy to talk to. And they would love to hear that, you know, you learned something or you they affected your life by listening to a podcast. All right. Enough of me rambling. Enjoy. Doo-doo. That's the angle. That's the podcast. It's always kind of surreal whenever you see someone from YouTube and you talk to them face to face, kind of like this. Oh man, thanks for having me. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure. Um, so <laughs> this is definitely one of the most interesting interviews I think will ever happen on my channel for quite some time. So I feel extremely lucky for that uh chance. And how would how do you want me to describe what you do? Or can you just do that for me? Yeah, sure, man. So in short, uh, what I do is I run a men's sexual education company. So what that basically is, is like I'm teaching men. This is the mission for the company. So I'll give you the broad, like the overview of what we teach. So men can have mind-blowing sexual experiences with women they care about. Being the best she ever had mm -hmm. inside and outside the bedroom. Now, what we're teaching men fundamentally, and there's two types of men before I go on a big tangent. There's one type yeah. of man. There's a, there's a first type of man who's like, has premature ejaculation, performance anxiety, maybe can't keep it up or get it up, and then he can't um, ejaculate during sex, and he has a lot of like nervousness and anxious, anxiousness in the bedroom. Or the second type of guy is like, you know what? I just already feel like I'm pretty good in bedroom, but in the bed, but they go, I want to take it to the next level. And that guy's like more from a personal development background and goes, you know what, I just want to be the best in this area. So I deal with those two types of men. Now, the first type of men are usually like, like maybe came from the performance place and they go, you know, they're feeling anxious and nervous, as I said. And then all of a sudden they go, you know what, I just want to progress and learn some more stuff. So that's the type of guys I work with. I work with guys who are single or in relationships. It doesn't really matter, but I usually work with primarily, primarily men from anywhere from 25 years old all the way to 35 years and it ranges even more the oldest client i've had was 65 years old but it's been oh, absolutely absolutely phenomenal um, working in this space man and the the point of difference that i do as well it's not like some weird hippie like esoteric stuff that doesn't make any sense and it's not something from like um 
50 shades of gray where you're like what is that that, that hardcore bdsm things it's just yeah. some really practical stuff about sexuality that men can implement so that's basically you, what i do kind of kind of random but do you hear that kind of like high-pitched noise um no i can't hear that it's sometimes probably coming from my laptop yeah oh that's okay it, I'll take care of that in post. But dude, I mean, what you are doing for man and the mankind is a goddamn blessing, dude. You, like, so we need to be like hailing you as like a prophet, man. Like, there's just not enough people like you around. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Like, like, why do you think that is? Like, is it because like men's sexuality is repressed in society? Like, do you think that like the fact that we that we don't see many people like you talking about things so confidently and so forwardly it's just not a thing that i've seen i guess in my lifetime and the one like close example i think i have seen was back in college and it was a female educator and all she did was was like show a photo of a vagina and say oh, this is the g-spot like th that was it <laughs> yeah there's a lot man it's um i just saw there was a massive like um disparity between like um sexual education and what it is and what it should be and i really realized they're going no one's actually talking about it to actually connect with this um dudes who just really get it like yo we all have sex we all talk about it we all think about it but the thing is the education we usually get is like here's the cucumber or the banana roll the, the condom on that and that's the only education we get but yeah. it's like how can you be really phenomenal in the bedroom and it was an obsession of mine for like the last 10 years man and then i just started having these conversations with people and they go dude I'm thinking the same thing. I have performance anxiety. I have stuff in the bedroom. And as men, we're kind of like, we're meant to know this. We're meant to know how to fuck and make money and know how to fight. And most men can't do all three. And what I do with um with um sex, I just take the um all the um the veil off it and I go, let's come from a place of no ego, let's just come from a place of humility and go, you know what? There's a lot of it's a skill that you learn, and maybe there's a lot of stuff that we haven't been taught. And the thing is, when I first learned all this stuff, man, and I'm learning so much every single day as well about sexuality because I'm just obsessed and learning about it. But it's just because of like the cultural conditioning, our upbringing, like also religious beliefs, don't have mm. sex, it will fall off. All these types of bullshit things, these misconceptions will lead us to thinking that sex is bad, we shouldn't do it. But then when you actually do it, it's actually so pleasurable. But then your mind is saying, don't do it because you've been told all this bullshit, but then your body's like, it feels so nice. So I'm like basically getting you in harmony with your mind and your body. Let's just say that. Yeah. It's like, it's like more than just sticking it in and, and making everything better. It's like, you're kind of working on the person as well, which is, which is interesting as the more I've been consuming your content, I'm like, Oh, well, like it's not just, you know, that position that blows her mind. It's, it's, it's so much more like, no, like let's figure out, what you like and then how that transmits into like overall happiness and everything. But yeah, it's, it's so crazy. It's like the, the society, especially like American society, I'm guessing you're Australian, right? Yeah. That's yeah. He, yeah. Here in America, most of us are like Catholic or Christian or something. And it's not discussed. Like it is like, keep that shit to yourself, save it for marriage. And you know, if you jerk off and your parents catch you, it's a bad thing. And it's like, you finally have that awkward talk where your dad's like, well, son, you know, just uh, wrap it up. And, you know, it's it's such a weird conversation. It's like such a stigma around like a sexual conversation. Yeah. And the repression is leading to like um, all this toxic expression of sexuality. Like, Dude, yeah, like doing it behind closed doors. Don't talk about it. But we all do it. And usually when we do it, man, 
it leads to fucking dysfunction in your relationship. It's like you finish school, we'll just say overarching. You go to school, you finish school, then all of a sudden you get the job, your dream job, and then you're meant to have this dream partner and you're meant to have the dream sex life. But the thing is, if you've never been taught this, how the fuck are you meant to know how to like first attract a woman be able to maintain a really amazing relationship and give her an amazing experience in the bedroom where you feel sexually fulfilled and she feels um, fulfilled. But the thing is, we're just told, ah, well, you're having marital problems or you're having sex problems in the bedroom. It's like normal. It's normal because you weren't educated. And the thing is, I want to say this to your audience and anyone who's listening to this, and I usually say this always on my podcast, I'm like saying, you're not fucked up and you're not broken. If you're a man listening to this and going, I have premature ejaculation, there's no one to talk to about this. Um, there's no one to talk about um, this. Thank God that Bruce is here talking about this and bringing this to you guys so I can get this message to the world. So thank you so much for giving me um, an opportunity to speak on your platform to get this message. Because in short, man, for this, so many men feel fucked up and they feel broken, like they're not worthy of having a great sexual Reach, connection man. with someone. Reach. So that's why we're here. And this is why I do what I do. So men can feel like it's a normal conversation to have about sexuality and they're not broken, they're not fucked up. And it is such a beautiful thing for two men, a man and a woman, man and man, whatever it is, to be experiencing. Yeah, you know? it is for you. That's it. Yeah, and, and, and you're right. It's like it's it, that that is a dream. It's like it's it's the the girl, the job, and like fulfilling sex life. And if and specifically if your sex life is suffering and you feel weird about it or self conscious about it or insecure about it, it transmits to the rest of your life. And like just figuring out that one aspect will make the rest of your life better. You'll be more confident to get that job or to talk to that girl because you know you could like lay it down and you know what you like and you know what she likes. And when you really look at it, you go, dang, like maybe this should be a conversation that is more widely discussed. Like it shouldn't be something that's just hidden for like uh, a weird forum online or, or some guy's YouTube channel that has yet to blow up, which I'm sure your channel will blow up. Thanks, man. Yeah. And that's what I see. It's more like I'm driven by seeing the pain in men. And I'm like, I'm being the voice for reason when everyone is like shying away from this, man. Like, yeah, there's like um, tantric communities and there's like these hippie spiritual communities. And I know that's out there, yeah? But the thing is, it's too like out there for people to comprehend. And then it's like, there's too much like kinky, like got the whips and the chains and people like, dude, I'm serious, man. Like I got, I got my girlfriend and I just want to have better sex. And sometimes I struggle to get her up. Or you know what? How can I be a little bit better and we can both get, have more pleasure and more fulfillment in the bedroom? So that's the angle I come from, man. And that's where I see a lot of men where they're actually at and having that um, that conversation. Because why do we do this, man? Why do we go to the gym? Why do we get that job? Why do we go to university? We do this usually see, so we can get that chick. And then we get that fucking chick, bro. And then we go, uh, what do I do? And then that's what I get. It's like, that's why I say to these guys, like I deal with like some like sometimes really wealthy men or different like um, men from all different um, types of like all men around the world, man. Genders, cultures, like really like doesn't matter what they are, man. Like I'm a crazy Australian. It's like cool just to like deal with lots of people. But like seeing that, it's all the same thing. They do this to find a really amazing woman who they can have a great connection with inside and outside the bedroom. And then when they can actually form that, then they go, fuck, it feels nice that I've got a really great job and then I can have a great connection. So some men, they go to war at work, like it's really tough at work some days. They go, oh, that was tough. Then they come back at home with their partner and it's war at home. So they don't know how to have this like really great connection. She's not having sexually fulfilled. He's not sexually fulfilled. And then men will cheat, go to other people behind the back or emotionally cheat. Or they're talking to the fucking secretary going, hey, 
they're, they're not cheating physically, but they're cheating emotionally. They'd rather be at work, ah. talk to like the PA or talk to like some just chick who's at the water cooler. And then all of a sudden it's like, they get that fulfillment and then uh, it's just this vicious cycle. That's why I'm like, I see so much pain and suffering and I want to alleviate that man. That's why I get so fired up about this shit. So men don't have to go through that <laughs> same pain, bro. But, but that's why you're epic as shit, man. Dude, dude, you get me hyped up, dude. That's why you're so epic is because like, you're right. It's like you have those spiritual gurus who are like, yes, just meditate and, and don't fap and, and massage your balls and, and, you, and you'll be sexually healed. Like it's it's the Tao of sexology. But then you have the people on the other side who's like, well, you got to freaking put a, what is it? Put a cast around your dick and then and then choke yourself with a ball gag and then you'll be, you'll be happy. And it's like, Wait, what? It's like there has to be some like medium here. And it's you, dude. And it's you. And dude, look, man, I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta spill, man. You actually helped change my life as well. Like just from speaking from experience with that interview that you did on the Playing Fire uh, uh, YouTube channel where, where you guys interviewed and you guys talked a little bit more about uh, the whole pickup related community and all that stuff. Um, you said something that I thought was so powerful and you kind of mentioned it uh, b- p- before and that was, you know, that you're not broken, that something's not wrong with you. Because I had an experience where I had thought where, you know, we had a great date, things were going well, you know, we had some wine, went back to her place and everything, everything was going amazing. And I just couldn't get it up, dude. Like I just like, my dick was like on flaccid. And the thing is, it's like, I was like dreaming and like visualizing, just banging this girl's brains out, dude. Like just railing her out and she'd be hitting me up like nonstop, like, oh my God, let's hang out, let's hang out. But that's not what happened, dude. That's not what happened. What happened was, we got to that point, flaccid, dude. It was flaccid. So I had like a complex and I was like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Like, like, am I just getting old? Is my dick just not working anymore? And then I heard you say, I mean, and then even to the point where I like started looking at like, should I get blue chew? Should I like get, you know, Viagra or anything like that? Like, is it my diet? Is it my working out? But then you said you were like, you know, sex isn't just point A to point B. And, I, and I'm kind of paraphrasing here. It's not sex. It's not point A, point B. It's it's more than that. Like there's the run up. Like it has to be an experience. And for me, that translated into you know, a, like good foreplay and making sure that there's some sort of like tension and like really like showing love and kissing and having like an overall experience, not just like getting drunk, getting naked, and just like putting it in because that that wasn't it. But when I when you said that and I started using it, I was like, the next time I hooked up, I used it and I was like oh yeah, there is nothing wrong with me. I just wasn't approaching sex from the right mindset. Hey, thanks for sharing that as well, man. That's Yeah, man. It's it's really good to hear like, like you know, you reaching out um, and getting on this podcast, um, me getting on your podcast and you reaching out going, hey, let's jump on there and have a chat and saying it's already given you like impact in your life, man. Like just from like the, the podcast alone with um, playing with Fireman and like that man that gives me goosebumps man knowing that shit like holy like that's do you know what really gives me like gets me hard these days and turns me on man is when i hear <laughs> stories like this and on average man i get one to two like one to two messages a day from dudes who are going dude you've changed my life or i walk down the street now it's, it's really surreal man because it's like i just feel like i'm the normal dude from like the suburbs in like melbourne you know like where i came from like the hood and then all of a sudden like all these years of building this up and then I go, people go, dude, you've changed my life. I go, what the fuck? I don't know you. And they're like tapping me on the, the shoulder. Like, I'm like, this is insane, man. So this is just wow. another way that I can get this impact to the world, man. And just for you to have that experience as well. And for you to feel like if I can really 
teach men about sex, like proper sexual, sexual education and really make them feel that they're not fucked up and broken because of like the cultural stigma and shaming from society and the lack of education. I've done my fucking job correctly, man. Yeah, because everyone benefits. The guy benefits, his, his ego benefits, self-conscious benefits, and the woman benefits as well, knowing that she's got a man who could take care of her. And that's a big thing as well, dude. With this, I've been getting women refer their husbands to come to my events. Wow. That's when I knew I'm like, I'm onto something because women, which woman wakes up and goes, you know what? I don't want to have the best sex of my life today or have amazing sex. So they're sending some of their husbands going, go see this man or at least talk to him. I want to get some good dick, you know? <laughs> Dude, so like, how, how did you figure out that you were a sex god? Like at, like at what point, like, did you know that you were like, yo, I got to start teaching or even like setting on that path? Like, what was that for you? Oh, wow, man. That's a, that's a great question. In short, man, I just, um, for like the let's sex. Let's go in long. Let's, let's go in long. You want to? Okay, cool, my man. So I've been obsessed. Like I'm 29 years, 29 years old now. I've been obsessed with like personal development and growth since I've been 16 years old. Yeah. Like it's been this an obsession of mine. Like, and what were you, what were you doing at 16? Like what, what were you like, what kind of personal growth were you looking at? Just, just general stuff, man. Like I think like mm. think and grow rich, just like kind of like get a little bit of motivational things, get out of bed, like always like trying Powerful to do, stuff. trying to do that. Like I've had like a culmination, but it's like my main focus has been like dating relationships and sex. Like, I don't know why, man, there's a fascination with that. And I just like, do you know, like they, I don't know. I'm paraphrasing here of like these quotes, like smart, um, dumb people make the same mistake, do it over and over again. Smart people, um, actually make, um, do a mistake and sorry, make a mistake and then do, and sorry, they do something and then fuck, actually I'm fucking that one up completely. I'm going to leave that alone. Yeah. Leave that one alone. But yeah, I'll get back to that in a second. But it's like basically what it was. It was like wise, wise people, intelligent people, basically see something they they learn from smarter people and don't make the same mistakes over and over so i'm like i saw a lot of dysfunction in relationships i really butchered that one but you get it, it was basically i saw people who were smarter than me and then i just basically listened to them that's all i was doing that so in regards to like personal development i ended up doing boxing i had like a fight i ended up getting some court for selling drugs and stuff like that so all this kind of crazy shit man like get like i always saw it as like street experience and life experience opposed to just going you know what i'm gonna just like read a Uh book and make it happen but the journey of sexuality was an obsession about women about how i can have an understanding about women because i knew how important that was and the stuff we said at the start of the podcast was like how like did you did you have like a bad experience or something and then you went down that path yeah man like for that story i actually had a woman like yeah, the, the drug story was this. Like, basically, I was—I thought I was a bad boy, which I was just like an insecure little kid. I got caught for selling drugs, and then basically, I, after I got caught for selling drugs, now I don't know if you—I heard this story. Basically, what happened was I went—I had a hundred hours of community service, and I didn't end up going to jail. So, which thank goodness, because the police rocked my house. They took the, the reason I'm saying this story because the, it's like a brotherhood shop where they sell clothes. So I had to do a hundred hours at this community um, store, which I'm like fucking crazy dude and then in that time the lady who was second in charge she was looking over me and like um taking care of me she was like this um lady in her 30s and i was like i think 22 at the time and i'm like uh whatever you know like 21 22 and then all of a sudden she's like looking over me then what ended up happening dude she did this she uh, she um broke up with her partner and she ended up seducing me i went back to her house and had sex and she was like second in charge i was like what the fuck is going on man 
Like, it was pretty what? fun. And I'm like, I'm gonna yeah, when you're 20, when you're 20, the 30 year old, you're like, oh, yes, baby, I hit the jackpot. I was like, this is cool. But anyway, we ended up, I rocked up to the house because, like, I'm sad because my boyfriend, my cool, I'll get on the motorbike and I'll go to a house. Rocked up at a house. We ended up having sex. I thought we we're just going to chill because she was sad about breaking up with a boyfriend. She, I rock up. She's wearing stilettos and all this stress. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, cool. She's like, some grown woman shit. Yeah. Let, let, let's get down to Funky Town. So we ended up doing that, man, and doing the thing. We had sex for about two months and I was still doing my community service. Um, and then basically, it was, it was crazy. She's like, you can't say to anyone that we're having sex because I'll lose my job. Then we're doing that. We're having sex. But then I found out as well, she was a sex worker, man. She was a sex worker as well. So she was like fucking sometimes six to eight guys or more a night come back to the place where I was staying and then we'd still have sex. So I'm like learning all this shit from her and I'm like thinking, at that time I thought I was like the bee's knees and thought I was good in bed. But that was like going on for about an extra month and I'm like, yeah, I'm the fucking boss. I'm fucking the chick because I just got done for selling drugs. I'm a bad boy and I'm fucking chick who's sick and in charge who's a fucking like prostitute and no one knows that the dynamic that we have at work. So I'm just like walking around like I'm king shit. But I believe this. When you, if you're not humble, in your heart, because the heart is the center. If you're not in your heart and humble, the universe or the fucking the world will humble you. That's what ended up happening. I thought I was I was cocky, so I got caught. And when I got caught, basically I was just being like an egotistical little little guy, like, yeah, I know everything, I'm I'm fucking good, but I knew fucking nothing. And the thing is what happened, she pulled me aside one day and goes, This, you know what, can I be honest with you? I'm like, oh here we go. She goes, You're uh-huh. shit in bed. Oh dude. When she told me I was fucking shit in bed, that fucking Bro, destroyed I've, oh, me. That would yeah. destroy anyone, dude. I've never had a girl look me in the face and tell me anything remotely like that. Yeah. Dude, that was like, what, everyone's like, what is the place where you got to where you are? That was, that was probably uh, one of the points where a woman told me I was shit in bed. And the thing is, I knew she was right deep down. I didn't have the awareness then because she was a sex worker. My God, dude, she knew what she was doing. I was like, oh, yeah. Fuck. But I always say this, when you're, when, the mentees, re- when the when the mentor when the students ready, the mentor appears. And then like for like three weeks, I was like getting pissed off at her, and she was angry, and I was angry. You know what? Didn't last longer than like a month, you know. But then I go, you know, I have two options. What I can fucking do is this: one, I could actually go and go take full responsibility, or two, I can wallow. I wallowed for a little bit and got pissed off. But then I go, you know what? It's time to take full responsibility. Then I looked into absolutely everything I could about masculinity, sexuality, shit like this. I'll never forget this, man, and just like tie, tie this like story all together. Basically, I'm like, you know what? I don't ever want to feel this pain ever again of feeling this shit in regards to sexuality because that was painful as fuck, man. Oh, yeah, man. It is the worst feeling. Yeah, and I'll never forget when I was 17 as well. A woman told me I was a shit kisser, and that fucked me like psychologically because I know what guys go through. I was like, oh, my God, I'm a shit kisser. I'm a bad person. And you like tie all this to your self-esteem and like, it's it's a never-ending story dude isn't that so weird how when you're young and girls like put those complexes on you how long that shit sticks with you dude, mm-hmm. dude i i still remember this girl told me i was a boring texter when i was like 15 and ever since then i swear to god i've had the most animated text of my life like it, it just it just stays there like a goddamn i don't know like a sticky paper on a wall it's the worst dude, dude exactly like i was 17 popping pills in a club Kissing some chick fucked off my head and she said I was a shit sick kisser. No wonder, because I would have been like, ah, like kissing her whole fucking face, man. No wonder I would have been bad, you know? But then I'm like, I'm a bad kisser with girls when I'm sober and it's a nice gentle kiss. It's like, the psychology is another fucking story. But going back to what I was saying, it was like, I did that and I'm like, 
yo, I'm going to get this shit handled. Do you know what it is? I really believe you do this. You make a declaration to the universe or God or your fucking self, whatever it is. Like, I am going to do whatever it takes to get this shit sorted. And that's what I did. And then all of a sudden, when I made Damn. that declaration, I found a masculinity coach, which a guy called Shay got me on the fucking right path. Whoa, I never heard of that. Like a masculinity dude doing like some epic fucking course with him, like learning about grounding yourself, sexuality. I'm like, holy fuck. I was still like, I knew how to get girls, but I didn't know how to fucking write. I didn't think it was important. Then I never forget. He goes, bro, I got this guy in Australia. It's a different state. You got Melbourne, you got Sydney. He goes, go to Sydney, meet this crazy guy. He's the best BB. He's one of the best BBSM um, guys in um, the country. I was like, he's the highest paid dominant male. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I don't know what that means. I rocked up to his house as a skinny fucking like Aussie dude, man. Like, oh, and he's like, here you go. I'm going to teach you some stuff about sex. I'm like, cool. I never forget, man. I walked into a sex club for the first time with him, like a BDSM club. There was a chick hanging from the ceiling with rope. And I'm standing there. I'm wearing all black. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like standing like this. I'm hanging from the ceiling with rope. I'm like... For me, I'm like, that was all new. And I'm like, just like looking at this for like three hours oh going, where the fuck have I like stepped into? And this guy had two full suitcases of like 40 kilos, which is probably like 40 kilos of like, think about two normal suitcases full of sex toys. When I rocked up at his house, I'm like, what do you do with this, man? I had no idea what that shit was. What in the so I'm seeing all this, man. And this is my education to sex. Then I'm seeing this. I'm like, this is some crazy shit. Then... The education I got wasn't like this. Like everyone's like, how did you learn this? Did you read a book? I'm like, I got this from like this guy, like this mentorship. And they're like dozens of mentors later on. Wait, but, so, so, yeah. so would the BDSM coach like like train you on a girl? Like he'd be like, this is how you... Dude, let me explain. So what happened? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's all right. That's, that's all good. So what happened? Like all these, like he took me to the first BDSM club and I was like just freaking the fuck out a little bit. Like, dude, where am I? You know, this is like some weird shit. Anyway... What ended up happening was like, he's like, I'm going to take you to the best fucking club in Sydney in uh, two weeks' time. I'm like, cool. So I ended up staying up in Sydney. I was broke as fuck, by the way, there, man. Had no money, didn't know what I was doing with my life. All I knew was just I had to pursue this fucking path of sexuality and fucking understanding my desires and stuff. I never forget, he took me to the club, and there's like hundreds, man. There's probably about 500 people at this club, yeah? And there's oh. people all around. And like, like walking around the club and like this, everyone's dressed up in his costumes. I'm wearing all black again. I never forget. He would have girls lining up to do like these sexual acts with them with like sex toys and stuff like that. And I'll save you the, like the nitty gritty details. But he had, there was this one time, he had this girl bent over, like her ass was in the air. And then all of a sudden, he started like using like a whip, having fun, and doing all this shit. And then he's like, What I want, he's like, Andrew, get over here. I'm like, What the fuck, you know? <laughs> There is about a hundred people watching this as he's got sex toys in it and he's making this chick squirt and he goes, I want you to hold her hair and he goes, I want you to say sweet nothing to her to make her to relax. Because sexuality is about like also the um, the psychology and then also the physical. But he goes, to get the woman to relax, to open up, sex starts in your mind. He knew, he, he had a really good sexual connection with this chick and he knew her, but he's like, go talk to her. So my sexual education was this giving this guy sex toys, holding sex toys in some girl's cheeks, watching him make this chick squirt while he's spraying an audience with squirt. And then sometimes he'd spray <laughs> me in the squirt while I'm sitting here going like this. And then he's like, say something to make her relaxed and comfortable as a joke. Because he's like, that's what you say to get her really turned on. And I'm like, fuck, what the fuck do I say? There's all these people watching me. And then he's like making her squirt and like doing this oh other shit. And I'm like, 
you're doing a really good job. Like, then she just started fucking laughing because, you know, this chick is pretty experienced and I wasn't at the time. Yeah. Oh, man. So all this shit's happening and I'm like, this is fucking crazy, you know? Fast Holy forward. crap. So that's always consistently happening. So I would get education by actually my mentor in the club, show me things. And then I had this with a few other mentors just doing this. People watching me under that pressure. Then I do for certain things and watching. So, man, as I said, in that world, it's kind of normal. But me going into that, I had no idea, man. And then... Dude, up, I, sorry? Wow. Yeah, no, keep going, keep going. I don't want to cut you off. Keep going, keep going, keep after, going. After that happened, that was a consistent thing going for years, man. And then I just started running my own sexual events, having multiple partners. And then I ended up running my own sex parties and things like that. And that's where I got started. I would actually meet women during nightclubs and during the day and then actually get them so turned on and so excited that to come to my own sex parties, man. I do shit like that. And I, I never heard anyone in the world do that because people could run sex parties, but I would actually meet women out during the daytime and get them so sexually open and comfortable that they go, I can't wait to come to a sexuality event to explore my sexuality because I feel so repressed. Did I get rejected? Of course I did. But then I'm saying like building that up from scratch. So I ran my yeah. own sex party for, it's called Phoenix. Running that. Wait, 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 before before we get too far, I have so many questions. First of all, <laughs> what it what is a masculinity coach? I've never heard of that. Oh, so he did. Do you know David Data? David. Oh wait, I actually I think I just saw some of his books. Um, why on, the, why the superior man? Yeah, yeah, I, I heard that. I heard that. So David, he wrote the, he wrote the Tao, right? Um, I don't know which one that is, but the big book that he okay. wrote is um, Way of the Superior Man. If you guys haven't read that one, that was a book that got me on my journey. And it's called, it's talking about like purpose, direction, what it is to be a man, like having boundaries. Talk, and it also covers some sexuality stuff. So I highly recommend that book. As I said, I have no affiliation with David, but he's fucking really, that was a book that got me on my, um, on a, on a good trajectory. So that started, man. It's like, cause the thing is we can even talk about this podcast. It's like, what is it to be a man? What is it, the, the cultural definition stuff, but that could be a fucking, that's a huge topic. But basically this guy gave me an understanding about like, there's a book called Warrior, Magician, Lover, King or something like that. You see, see that one and you have the four archetypes. And then I went mm -hmm. through those. It's like, how can you bring out your king energy? It's like, you can be your direction. I'm really paraphrasing here, like very overview. Yeah. Like your king, how can you be like the leadership? Your, your king energy of like um, that grounded, um, loving leadership that's what i've learned from one of my mentors um the warrior it's like how can you like be that let's get you done you're on the battlefield you got to make things happen let's let's do things that energy the magician is kind of like how can you like more trust your intuition and like how you have like they call it like the magic of like you know what you know you just feel things that are happening and you're trusting you're trusting like how it feels and then you've got the lover of course it's like that sensuousness and like also the sexuality part so it's like that's actually a book the, um that's another book so the king the warrior the magician lover check out that book or the way of the superior man they're two amazing books to get you on the starter on this journey ah so the masculinity coach isn't necessarily like how to be like it's not it's not like the the what we think of like toxic masculinity it's like how to be like a man's man like i, I it's how to like carry yourself, how to how Correct. to move yourself, like how to be a overall complete person kind of thing. Yeah, so I define it as this, man. Like I teach masculinity with what I do. So basically, basically masculinity I see is this. It's like how can you be the nice guy with boundaries, and how can you assert yourself in a way that's loving and caring. A lot of guys like I don't want to be the nice guy. I don't want to be the nice guy because you know what I get walked over. But I don't want to be the asshole because the asshole fucking is the asshole and he just treats women like shit. But I always say this, the, the mix I always talk about is the nice guy with boundaries. How can you be a loving, caring, empathetic, okay. loving human being and who like really is vulnerable with your partner 
and has, but in the same time, you're like the nice guy with boundaries. So you can assert your boundaries. You say what you want, you say what you don't want. And because the thing is, when you do that, you're actually looking after yourself. Because sometimes men will just go, I'm just trying to do this to please the woman. So it's that paradox oh. of like, uh, the nice guy with boundaries. So you love the woman, but you also love yourself. So then you have that, I'm um, like really strong discernment of like, you know what, this is who I am, this is what I want. And I have direction in this world. So it's basically having direction and purpose and coming from that place of love and coming from a place mm -hmm. of benevolence opposed to coming from a place of like, I'm trying to force you to do something. And essentially to tie that up, that's what dominance is. Dominance is leadership and dominance is love. And mm -hmm. in, in, in dominance in like the general sense or dominance in like the sexual sense? In both senses, a lot of people mm. like the thing is, man. I actually talk a lot, like as I said, a lot. Like it's such a topic because people think dominance, like you don't want a man who's dominant. Fuck it up. You do want a man who's dominant. You don't want a man who's domineering. Domineering ah. and dominance are completely different. So dominance is like basically dominance in short is like leading someone, leading someone with love. Mm -hmm. Domineering is basically being a dictator of doing it because they don't want to do something. Yeah, because because girls don't want the male feminists like they act like they do, but they don't really want that. They want that guy to take the lead and to like be that beacon and, and to just be solid in himself and to be able to, you know, lead yeah. and give her that experience and everything. But OK, I had to ask about about the masculine coach because just because I, I never heard about that. But, dude, that you were rocking with the king of BDSM. You were with with the Jesus <laughs> of, of, of like tying people up like I don't maybe this is like an Australian thing, but. I don't know if we have sex clubs here in America, or maybe uh, I just don't know of them. Maybe I don't know of them. I don't know. But what is it just what I think it of? Is it just like a big club and everyone's like sexually liberated? Like, what is that? Oh, okay, so take a step back. So the guy, that was one. So with the tying up, he, my mentor wasn't doing the tying up. So there's all different nuances about sexuality in that world. So in America, uh -huh. yeah, it's a huge it's a huge subculture of America, man. Like there's sex party, there's swingers, there's BDSM club. But the thing is, that's like sometimes so wayward and out there. And what I did, I took a lot of concepts from there and distilled them and really made them like really digest digestible for the normal dude. Who's like, yo, that's really well out of my world because I understand what it's like, man. I threw myself in that deep end so I can learn. And then when I talk, I like, have these conversations with um, with you now, man. It's like well, that seems way out of my reality and sometimes it is. And most guys don't want to know about the sex clubs and parties. It sounds like a good fantasy idea, but most guys like want to have a cool chick they can have a great connection with and have great sex. And that's mm. where I'm doing what I do. But yeah, man, it's actually all over America in a lot of ways. And what you do, I like to like, I talk a little bit hippie, but when you actually like understand the lingo and you understand how people talk in that world, it's like you kind of like, uh, you, you're like, you're in that know and you're in that click about how they speak. And then you're like walking down the street, you talk to someone and you can kind of have conversations and see how they're dressing and that's how you can kind of understand that. It's, so it's like a new world, man. I had to get accustomed to that. But then I took a step back big time from that, ran my own parties, did that for four times where I'm like, it has to be more meaning to life. And essentially how um, SQL, so if you guys don't know, it's like SQL is Sexual Quantum Link, the company that I run. How it was formed is I basically was running sex parties, was showing guys how to make chicks squirt, and they're like, holy fuck, this is crazy. Then what ended up happening, man, guys like, yo, can I pay you some money to, so you can teach me this shit? So I ran like, I said, this is the joke how the company was formed, man. I essentially formed SQL in my, and I, I just go, at, in my fucking lounge room, I call it like, formed SQL in my lounge room, 
where I got one of these chicks I was seeing and I was making her squirt in the lounge room while dudes were taking notes as I was giving her a massage and then it just blew up from there as an international company. So Holy yes. shit. Yeah, that took that was over a two year process of like when it started, like the first workshop in my living room to like as I said, doing international tours now, man. Oh wow. So you, you've been you've been on the SQL life as sexual quantum leap, but just so people can hear that uh, for for two years now. Yeah, so technically I've been like doing um SQL for two years. I've always I've done a lot of sexuality teaching and training beforehand, but the actual company was inception when I made that girl squirt in the living room and guys like holy fuck, I have to know more about this. And then I started doing podcasts and stuff like that and YouTube and all that stuff. So it's actually quite still um, infancy stages. But the thing is, I've been on the scene. Everyone's like, wow, you're so lucky, man. You get to travel the world and live the life you live and finger a doll for a living. I go, it's so much more than that. It's actually like been 10 years plus of looking into this and the trials and tribulations that I'm starting to pop to the surface. Uh, you know, actually, now that I think about it, when you talk about like the subsections of that culture, I, I've heard of Aikibara before, the art of tying knots. I remember seeing like a documentary on that and I was like, what? This is crazy. And they like followed the king uh, knot tire in Japan and he was like a celebrated guy and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, they're crazy, man. Like for me personally, I don't, I can't do a lot of um, knot, knot tying. Some of those guys have done that for like 20, 30 years and I got like mentors who do that stuff. But for me, I just wasn't really that interested in like tying. Mm. I got like these Velcro straps and put it around a girl's um, head. But the thing is, that's why I want to bring it back for some con um, content for your guys. It's like sexuality is purely subjective. And that's why I talk a lot about it. It's like what turns you on is what turns you on. And there's no right and wrong. It's your sexuality. And when you can really truly be sexually expressed about what you like and what you don't like and talk about that, that is the promised land. It doesn't matter what you like. As long as we can get past that shame and guilt around sex, I don't, when you can express what you like, that's when you can truly be sexually fulfilled and so can your partner. Ah, okay. Are you familiar with like the, all the, the, I, I guess you are actually, now that I'm saying, but I'm going to ask the question, the, the pickup culture, like, like pickup and, you know, I know you, the playing fire is like Tinder pickup, but are you familiar with the RSD guys and all those people? Yeah, man. Like the thing is I sometimes collaborate with um, some dating companies and pickup companies because what they do, they teach guys how to get women to the bedroom and then they're like, well, once yep. you're in the bedroom, what do you do next? So yeah you're like you're like the final piece that they need it's like you're, you guys are just like a match made in heaven it's like how to get them and then how to please them all right let's go yes i do i do some work with dating companies pickup companies i do a lot of um stuff with those guys because it's just it works well you know but the thing is this is the paradox man this is the fucking paradox some guys it? actually won't think about this i don't know if you're in this position I don't think it was what you're saying before, but some guys actually won't go on dates with women. They won't take a woman on a date because they're so nervous that they might not get it up or they might come too quickly. So they're actually oh. stopping themselves from actually going on dates with chicks. They go, I'm not even going to go on Tinder. I'm not even going to take that girl on a date. I'm not even going to talk to that girl. I'm not going to I can see that because you go, what? There's so much anxiety and pressure. And there's so much. I just feel like basically I feel like a piece of shit. I'm like worthless because if I come too quickly, I don't want to have to deal with that tension or if I don't get up, I don't want to have to deal with that uncomfortability. So they're like self-sabotaging. So sometimes I'll work with guys before they do work with the dating company. Then when I do that, I'll go, I'll work with you first. Get over the premature ejaculation, performance, anxiety, stuff like that. Then when you really have that sexual confidence in yourself and you can walk up to a chick knowing that you're going to give her a better experience than 99% of men, it's just that inner confidence inside of you and you know you can get it up and you can keep it up and last as long as you want. That's when you hold eye contact with the chick and she's like, who the fuck is this man? And then you're going on dates going, I feel so much more relaxed. 
Because yeah. in short, when we're relaxed, we can really function a lot more properly in our sexual function. When we're tense, it's going to be dysfunction. That's just really a um, really broad overview of that. I mean, big facts. And all of these things, I feel like, are things that guys should be educated about from the get, like from a young age. And it's so crazy. Like when I discovered, uh, you know, I, I've been following RSD and not specifically RC, but like pickup community stuff for uh, quite some time, 10 plus years now. Um, and so discovering you is like that final puzzle. And I was like, dang, I was like, why don't more guys know about this? And in saying that it, it was taboo to even talk about, I found that out very quickly that when I would even breach the subject with other guys, sometimes they would describe it as like, how like, it'd be like, you're taking advantage of women. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not what it is. It's like, it, you're, you're just, it's an art form. Like this is an art form. Like what you do is an art form. What those guys do is an art form. It's a creative endeavor in some in some degree, in yeah. a lot of degree. I, I see. Sex. sex is this, man. Sex, in essence, is this. It's two bodies moving in a rhythmic dance. Mm. That's what I see sex as. When you really get good, it's not like you're just doing to one person; they're doing to you. You can really get to know the other person's body, and then it's like it's a dance. The dancing, fighting, and fucking—it's all the same. And that's why I get guys actually, guys who like do BJJ, which is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for the guys who don't know. It's like, you're doing that, you're grappling on the ground, you're doing all these moves. Essentially, it's the same, but you just have your clothes on. We actually have some guys who do that and they don't get the correlation. They could be like purple belts or black belts. I've had like th those guys coming in there and they can like submit me in like 30 seconds, like or like 10 Where, seconds. Dude, those guys are savages. Man. They're, they're crazy, but they don't get it when it comes to bed. I'm like, what I want you to do is this. It's so funny, man. A, a little story about this. I remember having these guys, um, and I'm like, what I want you to do is this. I want you to set up a wrestle date with the, the next girl that comes over. Because the thing is, some guys like think girls are all angelic and they're all just angels and they don't like to be, like, it's just all like, touch them gently. Like, that's all part of it. And it is, touch them gently. I'm, everything I'm saying is, well, caveat to everything, just to make it really clear. Everything is done with consent. That is the bottom right. line for this. Right. But with this, with the caveat for this, it's like, some women need that gentle touch and that caress, that beautiful fucking, um, openness and like just really slowing down but sometimes man they need to be ravished and taken pinned the fuck down and boom that's what they need you know put the like, suplex on them yeah exactly but the thing is it's like most guys are like afraid sometimes to do that now we can take this conversation so many ways but there's one example i never forget like telling these guys this I used to do this. I used to get chicks. And some of these chicks were hippie chicks, man. Like on the outside, like, hey, it's just all about peace and love. And then yeah. like, yo, come to my house. We're going to do this. We're going to set up a wrestle date. You start on this side of the room. I start on this side of the room. We're going to have like pillows, dunas, blankets in the middle. And what we're going to do, we're going to charge at each other. And we're going to try and choke each other out. And we're just going to like wrestle and rumble. Dude, I did this a dozen <laughs> what, times. You did that? Dude, I've done this a dozen times at least with chicks and what they do is this they get so turned on because you're like wrestling and you're having fun it's like they might have older brothers or younger brothers or they might wrestle with their girlfriends but you're showing them some great sex is like not even the sex it's like showing that diversity and allowing them to be that full expression of who they are every saint uh... every saint is a sinner everyone who thinks oh no i'm just a perfect fucking princess is usually the most sexually repressed we've heard of like the good catholic person like going out there and having fucking crazy times or the Pope yeah, with the fucking I respect girls. women. No. Yeah. And behind, behind closed doors, it's like they're doing all this crazy shit. That's why I always go, yeah, I'm a, I'm a saint, but I'm also a sinner. So that's when I'm in balance. And anyone who's like preaching usually so heavily about one side is usually the opposite side behind closed doors. That's why I always try and give people a really broad perspective 
of both sides of my personality. And then when they see that, they go, holy shit. So then I allow women to show me both sides of their personality. It's like that lady of the streets freaking the sheets. And then they can be this like a really ravaging, like animalistic kind of woman where she gets to like really get, oh my God, I get to show this part of myself and she gets so turned on. Then she can also be that little soft puppy dog as well and you just give her like a nice gentle fucking caress and kiss. Then you give her that um, perspective now you give her that freedom and that um, non-judgment to be that person. And when she can do that, she's like, I fucking love you. And then when you can, that's when you can have epic sex because she's not feeling judged in the bedroom. And she goes, you get me more than any other man. So I don't have to show just one aspect of my personality. Dude, that's some next level shit. I never thought of, of setting up an aggressive pillow fight with someone before. Like that, that's, that's freaking nuts, dude. <laughs> Like just put her in like a little sexual headlock. I like I didn't know that was a thing, dude. You're gonna fuck up all my listeners. They're gonna start like like suplexing their chicks, dude. <laughs> you can do that, man. Headlock with the chick. It's like you go to there, they just give her a nice little kiss, like I've got you. But 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 I I see where you're coming from. How that could be in itself. Like you, we don't do that. I can't say I've ever done that. You don't treat women like that because you're like told not to. But in the right context, in the right way, it's like it's a you're unlocking something there. I guess that's kind of more primal. The thing is, at the end of the day, man, we're, we're two things. We're animal. We are a fucking animal, and we're also a spirit. You look at it from like animal. Like this is just an animal, dude. And the thing is, we're like, we like to get down and fuck, man. The thing is, I've had enough clients and experiences myself and my mentors. It's not just these chicks who just go, I just want to feel a cosmic divine. Usually, those chicks are the ones behind closed doors who just need to be ground and pound, baby. <laughs> And the thing is, of course, they do all like the gentle, like slow eye gazing stuff, which I love doing as well. But the they thing do is, that. you're doing both. And the thing is, sometimes you might be in that mode. I just need to be like really touched and caressed. But then you go that you're really t checking in with where you're at in the day, where she's at. And the thing is, when you can give that woman that experience of what she actually truly wants, not what she thinks she needs in her fucking, what she thinks she wants and needs to give what she truly needs, should I say? Sorry, I'll take a step back. Give her what she truly needs, not what she thinks she wants from some ideology from society. That is when you're gonna have an experience where women will start going, you're the best I've ever had. You're the most amazing fuck. You're the most amazing fuck. I can't wait to see you again. You can do whatever you want with me because you fundamentally understand that she's an animal who needs to be ravished and taken. And she's also this spirit who sometimes just needs that soft, slow massage caress. But it, both are coming from such a place of love and care doesn't mean like just because you're like doing like this run this like suplex or you're like having this wrestling like date that you're not yeah. coming from play care it's coming from a place of you're giving her a full range of expression and seeing her in both aspects man dude andrew i love i love the way you speak not just how much passion you have but like you're not scared to just like say it how it is like when you say like ground and pound and like you'll just say like pussy and all this stuff like i love it because it's kind of shocking like I'm not gonna lie, in a way, like it's a good kind of shocking that I realized because it's like shocking where it makes, I'll talk about myself, like it makes you feel slightly uncomfortable, but you're like, fuck yeah, I'm glad he said that. You know, like it's just <laughs> honest. Like, does that ever cross your mind or are you just like so far gone from that? You know what it is, man? People are like, how do you do what you do and how do you deal with criticism? Yeah? Because you can imagine, I get a lot of love and people are like, Andrew, you're a sex god, you're a fucking Jesus, you're the next coming, all this stuff. Yeah. But then I also get some, um, criticism of like dude you're vulgar you're too intense i don't like your style and the thing is i believe in what i'm doing so much about so men can have mind-blowing sexual experiences with women they care about that's the core fundamentals 
I feel like is a guy called Dr. John Demartini. If you guys haven't checked him out, he's a phenomenal human behavioral expert. And I follow him and he has this thing of like following your telos, which is your end in mind. I feel so lit up when I talk about this and I'm willing to have the weight of the fucking world on my shoulders, but I didn't feel like that because I'm so like driven to this. And all I want to do is speak from my heart and speak the truth. That's why I saw in this podcast already, like I was fucking up an analogy before. I don't care if someone is going to judge me on like those little things I did. I don't care what I want them to do when they see this video. I want them to feel me. I want them to feel what I'm saying and feel the words and if it resonates with them and it makes them feel uncomfortable, cool. I've helped you step out of your comfort zone. So then you can actually see the truth. And then when you've stepped out of your comfort zone, all I'm doing is giving stuff that I know has practically worked in my life and countless fucking clients' work lives that actually works instead of going, hey, just give her a nice kiss on the cheek and it's all gonna be all right. And is it polarizing? Yeah. Am I polarizing intense, dude? Yeah. But you know where it comes from? I genuinely fucking care and I want people to get the results because I'm sick of seeing men suffering and having the fuck and not being and not having the sex life that they truly want and actually having connection with women that they want. And what's the alternative, man? Sitting in the room, masturbating the fucking bad porn and being in like really shitty relationships with someone they don't care about and then actually not being able to speak up and say what they want. So if this like triggers people a little bit, like I'm saying pussy and fuck, cool. Don't listen to him. But you know what? Maybe have a reflection because you know what What usually triggers other people is something that they haven't actually come to terms with themselves. Or maybe there's some truth that I'm saying that you know you might not want to fucking admit. Big facts, my guy. Big facts. <laughs> you could, I, you said that perfectly. But what's your opinion on porn? Do you think that it that people shouldn't consume it? Uh, with with porn, that's a yeah, that's a good question, man. So in regards to porn, um, with with people consuming it, there's this is how people consume it, and this is the problem. When people consume porn, they don't watch like um, love making, like um, conscious people making love, like from start to finish and gently caressing and playing and touching, because that's boring, yeah? Let's be honest. It doesn't give you a massive dopamine response. What the problem with porn? Yeah, exactly. You might start off there, like, but then it'd be like, fuck that. What the problem with porn is, like, one aspect of is when people watch porn, it's usually they get fixated. Like, let's just say, like, an epic example, like, say, they go, they like a blowjob scene. They might not just go, they might just like go to blowjob compilations and just watch that same thing and there, and then, so it's so over, right. over and over and over. Then they have like so many types of blowjob compilations. So then their association with sex and uh, with their association with sex is essentially blowjob compilations. So no wonder there's erectile dysfunction or premature ejaculation, usually erectile dysfunction because they're not, the addiction is actually the addiction of seeing the same thing over and over again. But sex isn't like that, just seeing a, um, a blowjob scene like that. It's like the kissing, the caressing, the um, petting, the sexual yeah. act, like the messiness, the flow. But the thing is, they don't see that because they're just like stuck on that and that's what's arousing them. And then what's that? That's arousing them. They're addicted to that one scene, which actually causes an addiction of porn. So they're not addicted to porn itself. They're addicted to that, like that, that dopamine hit of that one scene or maybe two scenes that they really like and then that's where they go i can't get turned on with a really hot woman in front of me because she's not doing this intense thing right off the bat and then they put their pressure on themselves to actually do something then they have to put on condoms they go i don't like using condoms and they're like all this shit but in regards to doing porn i always say there's sometimes you can watch porn number one you're making it with your partner you can watch the porn back because that's sometimes fun when you're both like hey let's do this as a fun thing 
Number two, yeah, that's different. If you want to like actually just watch porn with a girl, like do it as a one-off, like a, an occasional thing. You can watch porn, but don't get like um, sucked into. It. That's how, how you always get turned on. And I always like to like, say when you watch porn, if you like don't go just jump off it straight away. Maybe watch it more consciously. Don't just watch it like fifty tabs. And if you like, you try and wane yourself off it. Maybe watch it from a start to finish and see if you actually do that, opposed to just watching one particular scene because that is actually fucking up your neural pathways in your mind. I won't get too um database but you're fucking up your neural pathways which is actually your connection to your sexuality of like how you see sexuality and when you see sexuality that way then all of a sudden no wonder there's so much dysfunction in regards to it. so in short Dude, yeah yeah sorry sorry what are you saying no so in basically in short for that man yes definitely pornography is still having a massive um, effect on the way that we view sex we view women and then also it builds up a lot of insecurities when men see like these big fucking jack dudes with these big fucking cocks like this and they go my cock's not that big i'll never be able to please a woman then they feel insecure that they'll never be able to please a woman if they don't have a cock that that's big and they don't have their big and jack muscles so it's a lot of like um complexity playing out there but it's more the dopamine addiction to the certain scenes that are actually more destroying a lot of men's um psychology with sex Dude, yeah, 100%. Because if you're watching scenes of like some girl, like super sloppy, deep throat for like 30 minutes, and then you go to have sex with a normal person and she's not doing that, you're like, you're kind of, you're like let down or something. You're just like, oh man, sex sucks. Maybe I should just jerk off. And you're just like, you're right. And then you don't get that dopamine hit that turns you on. And then next thing you know, it's blah, 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 blah. And you're down that slippery slope where you're like, you've gone through like page 50 on Pornhub and you're sitting there like, oh man, nothing here is appealing to me. But there's a thousand things that just passed in front of you. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's what happens with guys. They go, why can't I get up with, with my wife? Or some guys might, you know what? I'd rather jerk off and have sex with my wife or watch porn because, you know, it's just, it's sometimes easier to actually watch porn, jerk off, not have those conversations with my partner that I actually want to actually experience or explore this in the bedroom. And the thing is, it's just easier to go cheat. So that's why that's the, that, it's a deep rabbit hole. And then that guilt and that shame. The thing is, I've been there, man, in the past of not being sexually satisfied with a partner and I've gone to a fucking brothel, got a rub and tub just so that I wouldn't have to fucking have the conversation with my partner. I've been in the positions of not being able to get it up. I've been in the positions of coming too quickly. The reason that I'm like so advocating of what I do is because I've been in the positions that most men have been in. That's the big difference. Opposed to being like, and I'm going to say this like just straight up, there's some really great sex therapists and sexologists, but there's a lot of them that are full of shit who went to university and did a degree, but they haven't got the ground knowledge and they haven't actually been on the street level and actually gone through Facts. the fucking ringer. And that's why You're I go, streets. yeah, that's it. Being the streets, man, to make streets to the sheets. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of your next course. <laughs> Yeah, bro. But yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah. Next time, some some someone with a uh, a doctorate in, in in sexual behavior tries to tell you how to have sex, be like, "Well, did you go to a sex club and see someone hang from the ceiling tied up? Because if you didn't, I don't trust you. If yeah. You can't make a squirt. You can't make a girl squirt across the room. I don't trust you, bro. Because you know what? I know someone who can, and he got it from the streets. Yeah, man. It's just like the application, man. That's what I always say. Apply. That's why I say, well, I really love when people hit me up, man. It's like, cool, hit me up about something you've applied for my podcast or whatever you hear me from. It's like, I put so much stuff out there free, hundreds of hours of free stuff. Like, apply the free stuff. And if that changes your life and you want to take shit to the next level, then we can talk. But you, all I want you to do is apply that. That's why I put so much stuff out there, man. Like, even the videos on YouTube, you saw me, man. I've got a ton of fucking videos of me actually going, here's some practical things. Do it tonight and let me know how it goes and send me an email because I love hearing back from people. 
I did. And here we are in this podcast. And thank you, man. Thank you so much. And I'm so glad. Ho- hopefully this is the flow and effect, you know, of like the next person reaches out so we can keep helping more people's lives. And that's, that's why I'm here, man. That's, that's, I, that's why I get lit up when people go, let's do podcasts. And we had an initial chat. I'm like, dude, I want to be here because I fucking love the vibe and I want to get this message to the world. I'm not going to stop until every fucking dude basically gets annoyed with my Australian accent or actually has a great sex life. I'm sure it'll be the first because no one will ever get annoyed at having a great sex life. Dude, I'm sure you've read the Karma Sutra. In the Karma Sutra, the bed they describe to have is literally the bed you have behind you. Is it? Uh, yeah, man. I'm actually in Bali at the moment. It's 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 quite ironic. Like, it looks like a... Let me see if I can get this without. Yeah, like like in the book, they're like, you need to have a, a bed with fresh white linens. And like something about that height. And then they say, you got to have the mosquito, the white mosquito nets going around the bed. And you, you literally have that bed. It's all part of the show, man. I just, I, 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 just, I just hired this place just so that we can have this interview. <laughs> dude, what the hell are you doing in Bali, man? Uh, dude, in, well, it's pretty much lockdown, man. So it's like, it's, I pretty much like, I don't have a home. All I do now is just travel the world and teach sexuality and mm. run retreats. So um, this, I just, Based out in Bali for a little bit because I got some really good people here and and nice. fuck man it's like I've got like a private chef at the moment and got a really nice villa so it's really awesome and got this girl that I'm seeing here so life's pretty Beautiful. sweet here man at the moment and yeah that's really all I do man as I said like how you met me I just keep doing YouTube bits and just keep doing podcasts that's all I want to do that's all I do with my life now man just do the coaching. Yeah. I love that, man. The content way. I'm not going to lie, man. When I look at YouTube videos, I have no idea how they don't get taken down. And I, and I don't mean that because I want them to get taken down. I mean yeah. it because they're so visceral and raw. And I'm just like, did he really just put, use the word pussy in the title and like talk about squeezing breasts? I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure that's not appropriate, but you get away with it. What the hell are you doing? Well, I hope, man, the thing is, you never know, dude. Like, I've been banned from Facebook, from YouTube. Oh, no, sorry, not from YouTube, from Facebook multiple times. So I hope it's not a matter of time before I get banned because, you know what, I put a lot of effort into doing that. And, like, I hope, like, not either. and that's the thing is, it's like, I'm, like, trying to play between those fine lines. I used to have this, man. I used to do on, um, this is when, like, things start to really take off for um, SQL. I used to do this thing called a hallier day, which is the sex doll. A hallier day keeps the hookers away. So it was like this little joke of like, I have this sex doll and I do like 21 days um, challenge of 21 tips on how to actually finger a woman. So then like, God, I'm like I do this day and I do a one technique. I go, go try it with a partner or a girl you're seeing. And I get guys commenting from the day before. And then like the same, and like I just do the spawn effect that I think day seven or day eight, I got banned, even though it was a fake doll and Facebook didn't like it. So, man, I was getting a lot of traction by me putting up the doll and me doing techniques. And the only way that people can actually see that stuff is, like, on the website now because I can't actually put that up on social oh. media, you know? I wish I could, yeah. man. I would put a ton more content on Facebook and stuff on me, like, doing stuff with the doll, things like this, man. So, there's a lot of cool shit. Yeah, it, it sucks because it's such a great resource. It's like, it's like, maybe, it's like maybe you have to be, like, YouTube, this is educational. Please don't flag this. This is this is educational because there's literally a video on YouTube where you can watch a guy shave a girl's vagina. Like you can literally watch him shave it clean. And it's it's like, but it's like medical. What? Dude, I swear to God, someone showed me this one time. I was like, wait, is this real? Is this YouTube? He was like, Yeah, man, it's this guy just literally shaving it because it's like related to some medical page that they're on. I was like, what the fuck? that's crazy dude that's yeah i'm so so it gives me hope for you man it gives me hope for you but like when you like don't do you ever get like 
tired of sex like it's like all you do now like when you when you approach like a situation i guess you mentioned you have a partner like i imagine there's a lot of pressure on you now oh yeah dude like because when i say like think about this like my branding's pretty strong in the way that i go i'm going to teach you how to be the best of women's head inside and outside the bedroom that's a big claim you know like like so men can have mind-blowing sexual experiences with women they care about yeah and then when, when, when women got went but the thing is when I've had, I've got hundreds of reviews of people like backing this up. So it's fucking great to get this. And I've, I've like, it's kind of like a joke with my buddies, like back in the day when women would say, oh, it's an amazing experience. And mentors, I'd see the men, my mentors going, the women would be responding to them. I'm like, is this even real? Like, she's like, can't wait to see you again. As I said before, you're amazing in bed. That was phenomenal. It was this experience. Oh my God, you're a God. All this shit. And I'm like, there is a sequential thing about learning actually how to do this. And for me now, man, it's like, as I said, like for me back in the day, I would just like something spend five days in bed, just practicing new things and just exploring, you know, that'd be like, just a, just like not having sex the whole time, but like, you know what, eating, having sex, exploring, eating, like, that's all I do, you know, like do that constantly. But that's the thing. That's why I was broke, man. Right. All I, I took, I was, I was nearly in $40,000 debt, man. $40,000 debt because all, all I was doing is like finding mentors, investing, travel, learning from people, like, you know, funding my life shit like this man that's why i was in like debt because and then i got myself out of it and like we're really thriving now at sql but it wasn't always like the position i'm in traveling the world you know doing all this shit and like having all this support with what we're doing man like we've been like at the bottom like i never forget i had to back in the day man way back in the day borrow 200 dollars off my brother to fucking get like a rental car to go to like a warehouse job just so because i'd have like odd jobs just so i can learn this shit back to front and then like basically like the thing is it's like you can say like your audience a little bit different like the entrepreneurial fucking struggle of getting this to work because i was doing everything and then when i just go you know what that's it i'm just going to do sex because i was doing dating relationships and sexuality like i'm just going to focus on sex and then i focus on sex and i really had that strong message with what i'm doing everything changed and going back to your question about the women stuff 100 percent bro like you should just see like some of the girls like when I'm in bed with them, they go, you're going to give me the best experience she ever had, hey? Oh, what do you got, big boy? But the thing is, I have more pressure than most guys. And that the thing is, I have to do like basically my own techniques and stuff that I learned from my mentors so that I can relax my body. Because if not, I'm fucking getting like really like, I'm like, I'm starting to like, feel that tension, you know? So I'm still human. I still fuck up. There's times that I feel nervous. But the thing is, all it is, is I've just like, like trained my mind, trained my body and do exercises. Basically, I have like sexual exercises, sexual calisthenics exercises that I do to really open oh, wow. up the body to like you bring more blood. Like in short, people like think I need to take pills and shit like that to really um, to get an erection. Basically, what's happening is like we're sitting down now for like over an hour and how many times we sit down all day and we're usually stagnating the blood flow down to our um, pelvis area. So it's just basically yeah. like getting blood flow back to that area with um, exercises just to open that up so you get better erections and shit like that naturally you know mine's just done all through natural stuff opposed to going here's the fucking pill to use because the pharmaceuticals thing and people are like well yeah, you're well afraid. you're promoting your shit fucking earth i am because it's the one thing you do exercises you do that opposed to putting harmful um, um chemicals in your body like viagra and other all these other things that you don't know exactly you haven't probably gone to a doctor. You haven't seen what your blood levels are. If it's actually good for your body or not. And you just take it like it's fucking candy because you get an erection. So then you feel good about yourself. So then you can have that woman maybe so you can see her again. It's, 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 it's a fucking vicious cycle. Yeah, that is a vicious cycle. And it's like, you're right. You, 
you have to question the other parts. What's your diet? Are you exercising daily? Like, do you work out? Like, are, do you have a good social friend group? All of these things definitely affect what you were saying. But going back a little bit, how you said you were for, you're, you were 40K in debt, you know, now that I think about it, it's not that crazy because people go to college and rack up hundreds of thousand dollars worth of debt and they don't even do shit with it. You're over here learning and now you're applying it. It's like, I don't know. It seems like you kind of won there. Like It seems yeah. like the best kind of debt to be in when you're actually pursuing the thing you really want to pursue, whether or not it's socially taboo or not. Because I'm sure like your family and your friends are like, what the, wait, what are you doing? You're going to go where? Or, or did you even hide that? Like, did you hide all this stuff while you were like going through it? Dude, that's the thing. Like, generally, it's kind of like a um, double-edged sword as well. Like, you go to uni, you say, I say college, universities for Australia. You go to college, same shit, and then, like, you pay, you get $100,000, $200,000 in debt, whatever it may be, maybe even more. And then you go, you don't, you might not even, you get a job, but you're not even guaranteed a job, and then you're meant to be getting, like, whatever salary it may be a year, you know? For me, I was plugging away at something that I had no idea if it's going to work. Like, for, for fuck's sake, man, I was teaching dudes, how to have better sex. I never thought, I never thought I'd be in this position at 29 years old teaching this and how like well it's gone now. And like, as I said, getting international recognition and like running retreats around the world and like doing that, man. I never thought, I had blind faith that I just wanted to learn this stuff and then figuring out how to get this message to the world in the most articulate and the way that I did. And you know, it's so ironic. It's like, be authentic. Like in the way, when I say this, I really want to be clear about this because people just throw that word around. For me, authenticity is basically how you've seen me on this podcast. I used to be like, hi, I'm Andrew Mill. Today, I'm going to teach you about dating. And I'm going to show you the most, the best way to do these things. That's not me. I swear, I'm loose around the edges. I say it as it is. I'm really challenging. I'm really intense. And I say it from a place because I'm passionate. I get lit up. I put on so much oh, personas, yeah, so much bullshit. And the thing is, I just look, dude. I just like a fucking bum now, just like with a, with a black tee. I, probably, I don't think I've changed my t-shirt for three days. And the thing is, back in the day, I spent like 10k on suits just so I could like be professional and be that dude of what people wanted me to see me like. And I'm like, what is this crap? I go, that's not me. And then I'm like, I'm a loose dude who has a beard, and that's how I roll, man. And then I did that, and people felt that authenticity. And people, are like, I like your message, dude. I'm like. What, by me being me, by me swearing and saying pussy and saying fuck and this is how you do it and how to get that angle? Because everyone is trying to sometimes, I see sometimes, like what, everyone else is taken, be, um, but you're like, everyone else is taken, so why try and do that or some shit? Well, I'm like, that's it. I be me, I say my sexual message. There's so many other people talking about sex. They're doing yeah. it their way. And the thing is, mine is even for like, I love it because it's like, it's more relatable to people. And that's how I am. I don't want to go down the tangents of like, cosmic fucking divine um whatever like what the fuck the does that mean chakra gate yeah i'm like i'm about to ascend i'm like i love that stuff as well <laughs> as much as i give a shit i love it but i don't preach it because you know what it's meeting people where they're at and i love being able to speak the rawness about how i do things as well like this bro so that's how well, that I, is I, I gotta say the word the word pussy in an australian accent just it takes the edge off like it just sounds a little smoother like you get like a you get like a little pass like when you say it like it's just it's, it feels friendlier i don't know why <laughs> have you heard that before like, like i don't know why it just seems like 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 it just a little more smoother like butter you know i feel like when an american says it, it's like abrasive but when you say it, it's like pusua like it's just like it just flows uh, you're funny you're funny fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Wild, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe it's like the French thing. I don't know. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, dude. You've you you just legit been blowing my mind for the past hour, man. I'm not even gonna lie. What what what's what stood out for you, man? Like for you in particular? Um, you know, I was I was really curious, like what, like what triggered you into this journey and like what like what was that impetus for you and like what what exactly it was and so it's really fascinating to hear you talk about you know because it could have been anything like it, it could have been like because i've been telling friends like yeah i'm gonna interview this like sex expert i'm really excited you know but like when they would talk about it they kind of laughed but i was like no 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 like i meant like in like a human way you know like but what fascinated me i guess is uh like like i said like what the origin story was like and for you it's very much uh, it, like a pure, like not, not pure, but like a good place. Like it came from a place of wanting to help. Like you weren't some like sexually addicted person who was like broken and then fixed it and just wanted to become like a sex god. It was like it's it's more so about helping than it is about just being a rock star in the bedroom, which I think is nice and, and refreshing. Yeah, actually, can I can I um, comment on that, man? Please, man. The thing is, I say is like when I first started this, like you know what, we all come like for myself, I'll speak about my journey, like coming from a place of like, sometimes a little bit of insecurity, not knowing who I am, really figuring out who I am in the world. And then coming from a place of having lots of sex and like drugs and doing all that stuff, that, you know? And then like doing that stuff and then like getting to the place, running my own sex parties. But it was like, what am I gonna do, man? This was the epiphany I had. Cool, I have a sex party. I have like the woman who I love who's in front of me and we're having an epic time. There's like six girls in the room and there's like four of my best friends and I'm looking around the room like this is amazing. But then I go, what's next? Do I have ten, do I have twenty girls in the room? Do I have forty girls in the room? Like, it's just it's that never-ending cycle. And I go, why am I doing this? Really having mm. deeper thought into who I am and why I do certain things, man. That's what really was like. Hmm, what is the real reason for doing this? And that's why I have the mission, like, so men can have mind-blowing sexual experience with women they care about. Because the thing is, man, I actually just got a tennis court around the cor um, corner from here. I am so fucking excited to play tennis on the weekend. And, like, there's, like, these people, that like, come to this fucking um, dance party and it's going to get really sexual and play. I'm like, I don't care about that. It's like, what I want to do, man, is, like, I've got a really beautiful woman. I have a really great connection with. We have great sex. That is the pinnacle. When you find someone who you connect with deeply, the thing is, and you can have a great sexual connection. That is the pinnacle. I believe, unless you truly want to do it, not everyone stays in the sex party world and the sex scene world and all does all that stuff and does all that crazy shit. It's like you find someone so, who. So, 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 so it's so it's not about hoeing around forever. I believe it's not. I believe it's a, you. You can you can do that. What what genuinely lights you up. It's like if you want to do that, don't shun like oh people who go to sex parties bad or have lots of sex. Like if you really want to do that, it's coming from that place. But you, at the end of the day, you have to look yourself in the mirror. And go, what do I want to do, and what do I want to explore sexually? And that's the thing is, I give people options. I don't tell people you have to do this. It's more about you. I just call them on their bullshit. The thing is, people always say this, Andrew. I fucking hate you, but I love you. For example, man, I had a guy in a retreat after 20 years. He, he, he lost the love of his life and then he on the retreat because we do some really deep shit. He goes, dude, I can finally love again. On these fucking, oh. I'm getting goosebumps, man, just thinking about this because I can finally love again. This isn't just about like, yeah, I teach all the techniques how to like do all this shit right. But it's just the foundation that's kind of tying into the masculinity stuff about how can I be a man of love and service and leadership and genuine care, man. That's fucking what it's about. And on another retreat, I had like this guy come in like, oh man, I know what I'm talking about. 
I don't say I love you to a woman. But the thing is, he, I knew, I could see past the facade. He had a big heart. He was coming in there like, I know what I'm talking, I know what, I know what to do, man. I'm pretty good in this area. I know I'm gonna learn some cool stuff. So he came in with enough humbleness for me to allow him to come on the retreat. Then he finally came on. He's like, oh no, I'm not gonna say to my woman I love her. She's just to say it first, because you know what? That's not a real man. A man doesn't say I love you first. You'll be surprised how many guys actually think that like they can't say I love you because it's like weakness and shit like this. And they're, they're afraid, wow. they're basically afraid. And you know what I did, man, on the retreat, he goes, oh, I'm not gonna do this. And the thing is, cause I'm a younger dude and he was like 45, and he was like, I'm having a chat with him. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. He's like, I kind of dropped the seat. I'm like, listen, can I be 100% honest with you? He goes, yeah, dude, 100%. He goes, what's up? I go, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know what you're talking about? He's always talking about being a man. You were talking about being a man and being fucking a strong, strong leader. You know what? You're an absolute, you're a weak little boy who is really scared Ooh. of saying I love you because you're afraid Damn. of being vulnerable. You want to be a true fucking man? You tell this woman actually how you feel. And I know, do you love her? Yeah, I do. Then why are you afraid to say I love her? Because you're giving up your power. You're saying you're giving up your power because you're afraid of losing control because you think you're falling in love. But how about you see it as you're rising in love and you're actually building a strong connection. And then I guarantee you, because we're on a sex workshop, that is when the sex is going to get 10 times better because you actually love her but you're playing these little boy games when you think you're a man. And you should have seen his face. He just looked at me and then- You know, it's called him on his bullshit before. A, a big grown man with five kids who knew how has his new partner and then he just started bawling his eyes out and he goes wow. like bawling man and he goes thank you so much i need to hear that because the thing is i'm not doing that to everyone don't get me wrong some guys need to hear that like like bluntness and i'm willing to say that and then he goes dude i said i love you we came back we had the most amazing sex and it wasn't this ground and pound it was just loving gentle and sensual and we just really felt that and that's how men can fundamentally have the best sex of their lives because of the depth of the emotional and sexual connection that's formed through through, through brutal truth and honesty and transparency with yeah. your partner. That's, that's the exactly key. what it is. Yeah, it's like men men are we're, we're so scared to be emotional creatures. Like we get you got to be man masculine, keep it in, be tough. Just like that guy thought, like that masculine archetype. But it's like no, you can be like feminine sometimes you can have some feminine energy sometimes it's a, it's the balance of it all that softness the thing is the other night i was with my partner i was in bed man i was watching a movie actually the movie i origins have you seen that movie i origins oh dude you would love that your personality you look at the movie yeah. i origins it's it's right, i like just like the letter i then origins it's absolutely phenomenal dude at the end of that movie i was profusively crying in front of my partner because wow. the thing is, it really opened up my heart. And that's the thing is, I want to like um, give a shout out to my man, Martini, Dr. John Martini. He's like a human behavioral expert. Like, like as if you go look him up, he's phenomenal as well, guys. He um, runs huge, huge retreats um, around the world. He's been doing this stuff for 56 years or um, 60 years or something like that. But he like, what I do is I follow my tears of inspiration. And what that means is I'm following where my heart gets opened up and then I fucking cry. Before I was like, this is some like weird fucking like, I don't want to do this. This is like some weak thing to do. But the thing is, I get goosebumps and I have my tears and that's how I can speak with so much, like I can speak with so much enthusiasm. I can see it with so much truth and I just don't mind what people think because you know what? I really genuinely want to make that change and that's where it comes out when I'm talking to people on these podcasts and I can say it as it is, man. So it's been really fucking beautiful to have this chat with you today. And when I follow my tears and I get lit up and I feel like this um, goosebumps, I know I'm making, and it's so like when I get people sending me messages, but then I get also the women of the partners send me messages 
that's that's next level shit man we've got about i've got about a dozen of those no sorry i got about yeah nine nine of those messages from women because i always keep the testimonials so then i always refer back to them if i'm having like a down day about something and i always read that this is why i'm doing what i do dude 100 it's like it, you definitely probably get more than it, than I do, but the few times that I do get someone writing me from some value that they gotten from this podcast, it makes me feel like so good that day. Like it gives me goosebumps and I just feel so like driven and like centered in my purpose. I'm like, oh man, like that, that one person got it. Like it's all worth it. Like it's worth the setup. It's worth the hassle. It's worth all that so that people don't see that all that work you put into it. You know, it's like that feedback is, is great. And it just, it's, not, it's like validating in a way, but like, by helping other people, it's it's just a good feeling, especially someone who helps someone like you do. It's like from a, like, just making people feel again and just be themselves and, and figure out who they really are. It's so sick. That's the thing. All like in short, what I'm doing, man, it's like helping men feel the peak amount of sexual pleasure that they can, and be able to get their partner to feel the peak amount of sexual pleasure and consistently do that. That's what I love, man. Like that's the, sim- the simplicity. And I think um, with all these, uh, there's a lot of other sexuality companies and people who talk about sex, they oversimplify all this stuff just, and it's so confusing. Like anything, like any industry really when you haven't looked into it, but I just try and pull the veil back on what sexuality really means. As I said, because it's like more of an arty show. It's like two bodies moving in a rhythmic dance and being able to fully express your sexual needs and desires. And that's the thing. There's three, there's three conscious, there's three levels of consciousness when it comes to sexuality. Usually it's the, fir- the, the dude's first level is like, I'm just doing this to please me. I just want to get off and get in, get out as quick as I can. And then the thing is, you're not really satisfied as a dude. You think you are. The woman's definitely not satisfied. She's not going to come back. The second level yeah, is like, this. Yeah, you're like, you're like ha, ha, I got that nut. You tell your boys, I, I smashed. <laughs> but it's like, meh, well, you know. What, what are you doing, man? So that's the first level. Most guys are stuck there. The second level is this. It's like, I'm doing this to please the other woman. And that's also like a bit of a trap. Because what it is, is like, they're doing this so much. Like, I want to please a woman so badly so that she'll stay in my life and this is constantly like the validation loop of like i'm just doing this because i want to have sex with her really good so then she'll like stay with me and they're doing it from an insecure mm. place and that's like the second level sometimes guys will just like go straight to that level or they might not come from that place of like i just want to do it for me but they're not just do it for themselves but they're just doing it to please the other woman but that's another insecurity so some guys come that's why i see the like progression of some guys that come on the events they actually go and i see where they're at and they go, I just want to please a woman. I go, why is that? What about your pleasure? They go, no, I just want to please a woman. Yeah. So I meet them there. I challenge them a bit. And then they get that clarity on that. The third stage is the paradox, which I want guys to do. You're doing it for yourself. But you're doing it for them. That is the paradox of like going, knowing what you like. And there's a triangle that I teach. It's like your sexuality, understanding what you like. Because as we know, with all personal development stuff, it always starts with you. Your sexuality always starts with you about what you like, what you don't like, what you want and what you want to express and how you like it and what, and what you want to do in the bedroom. Second part is hers, understanding her sexuality, what she likes, what she doesn't like and what she doesn't want to do and then really getting her full content to openly express her sexuality. And the third part is our sexuality, how it actually combines together so your body's moving that rhythmic dance because you've got clear on yours and hers and that's like a flow on effect to the third point. And then that third, like that third progression where we're at here, it's like some yeah. days you might be in the bed and you're like really taking her and she's like, oh my goodness. I'm like, babe, tonight I just really want to take you and ravish you because you get to be fully expressed. Or another guy, or the second part is like, she's like, babe, I want you to do this to me. So you got that. Or another night's like, 
maybe it's just like both of you just like playing, exploring and expressing. You get to have like that um, even keel of that, that beautiful dance back and forth with the sexuality. And that's why I see it's beautiful. And I see a huge mistake and I'll wrap this point up in a second, man, if that's cool. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. like, I see a big fuck up that guys make is this. Say you meet a girl for the first time on Tinder or you meet her with through a mutual friend or wherever you meet her. Yeah, whatever um, you meet this woman. When you first meet her, you go on a date and then you have sex for the first time. And because you don't really know this woman, you don't really care. What usually happens, like care in the respect of like what she really thinks about you, like long term. You're like, eh, it doesn't really matter. I'm just like going to have sex and it might progress to something, it might not, but it's all cool. I'm going to allow myself to be more expressed. What happens is you're both more expressed and you know how you have like this epic honeymoon fucking sex and you're like doing all this crazy shit. You might be seeing each other for a month. But then what happens is you kind of like each other. Then you kind of like say, well, like I really, really like you. And then you go, I love you. And then like progresses from there. What I see is a bad progression is that guys, the, the more, and women do this as well, but I'll just say for the men who are listening, what they end up doing is at the start, you're having all these epic sex and you're like trying all these new things. It's like, ah, cool, it's just some chick that I just don't really know. I'll try all these things. I'm willing to say that the thing is great sex is this. Willing to say the things that most men aren't willing to say and willing to ask the hard questions from her in regards to the bedroom that most men aren't willing to ask. So it's like saying what you want and asking her what she wants and asking those hard questions that you're sitting in that tension. So you're doing that, and then what ends up happening, bro, is this. The more that you sometimes, guys, fall in love with this person or fall in like, 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 love, and then in love, what ends up happening is they they go, oh, this is now like my girl girlfriend, like my proper girlfriend. I can't be doing that crazy shit what we'll do when we first met, but they're doing this so unconsciously because they go, I don't want my woman to be a slut and do that crazy shit we'll do at the start. So they start shutting her down sexually and they're oh, shutting wow. her down because they're falling in love because they go, I don't see her uh, as the girl I just met anymore. I see her as like maybe potentially my girlfriend or my wife, my like long-term girlfriend or my the, the mother like, of my like children. You treat her more wholesome now or something. Like you have to like yeah. be more respectable because because suppressing your sexuality is respectable. Yeah, so they're doing that. They're being more respectful. But then the thing is that that attraction and that connection is getting fucking decimated because you're doing that and the connection that you've built was at the start on that sexual connection and you're getting to know each other. So it's inside the bedroom, like all that connection or doing that crazy stuff and being fully expressed and outside the bedroom, you're going, the wants, her dreams, her fears, her desires and stuff like that. You're understanding those things. Then if you start shutting down the sexuality, it's a huge part of who she is because if not, basically sexuality is your best friend who you fuck. And if you just take away your um, sexual, if you take away the sexuality component, you're just bros hanging out. And the thing is, that's when it's going to be killed. And so many relationships go like that. I'm going I'm to tell my homie that, hey, bro, you know, the difference between us being romantic is we're just not having sex. <laughs> I love you, man. You know, no, like, that's it. No, no, no but I, I don't want to detract from your point. That, dude, that's an amazing, like, you've put a lot of thought into that. And, and that you, that that's literally like the timeline of that, of that problem is it's hot, passionate, and then it just fizzles out. It's like, I can imagine how many dudes you've told that to who've just had their mind blown and they're like, oh, they're like 20 years in their marriage. Like, oh, that's me. Oh, Dude, shit. That, the reason that came to an epiphany, because I realized that there was this guy on, uh, on a retreat and he was saying that thing because I got my, I'm engaged to this woman and the sex has kind of died out. I go, he goes, what was it like at the start? And then he started explaining. It was like hot, passionate. We're doing all this crazy shit. But then he goes, and then he like started telling me, and I go, you know what you've done? The more you've fallen in love with her, the more you've shot her down sexually. And he's like this. Ooh. Oh no. Fuck. 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 And he's just yelling on the retreat. I'm like, fuck. I knew it. He called his partner out. He's like, baby, you know how much I love you. And he's like, yeah, I love you too. They know they love each other dearly. But he's like, 
I have done this and I'm so sorry, man. Fuck, I wish I could show you the goosebumps I'm getting now, mate. Fuck, I love this oh, shit. Oh, man. Dude, he's like, he's like, dude, I am so sorry. She's like, what's wrong? What have, what have you done? He's like, baby, I'm sorry. And he's, she's thinking like, fuck, is he cheating on me? Like, because she knows that he's at the sexuality retreat. And he's just like, <laughs> baby, I have been shutting you down because I love you too much. And he's like, she's like, what? Because the thing is, when we first met, we're doing this, and you have such a, like, like you have such an explorative side to your personality. But the thing is, I really want you to keep opening up about that because that's what I really loved. And I kept trying to do things to please you in the bedroom, but I wasn't getting my sexual needs fulfilled. And then we got into this rhythm. Then we got stuck. And then like we stopped exploring and dating each other sexually. And then like that rhythm. So that basically the curse wow. was broken. And then he goes, "Dude, you have changed my life." forever with our sexuality because now we get that stuck place we always bring it back to we're able we call, they call it a sex date so they go on a, instead of just going for like a date and talk about like life they just go on a date and they just talk about their sex life which is so important if you're a man watching this with your partner at least once a fortnight go on a sex date with your par partner and just go out for dinner or go to somewhere secluded and just be able to talk about your sex life openly and really just talk about that don't talk about the kids the weather all that shit or work you're not allowed to have you're allowed to have those conversations at the table because you both of you at the um, um, dinner seducing each other like you were when you first met and get it and both of you go out there and dress up sexy maybe you might want to wear a suit she can wear a fucking her most elegant dress because every woman has an elegant and sexy dress that she's waiting for that special occasion you as the man be that leader and that's where dominance steps in and go babe tonight we're going out I want you to wear your sexy dress and I want you to go to town I really can't wait to take you out I can't wait to see you really really dressed up damn dude you're, you're like not only making men change their bed sheets more because girls are squirting all over them you're like fixing lives and like changing people's fuck it's so cliche but you're like you're, you're changing people's lives with this stuff like i didn't really think it was that powerful but it really is now that like we've talked about this and you put it into so much context i'm like damn like you're saving marriages bro like tell, tell them to send you that divorce fee or something that's crazy <laughs> Yeah, I I get three percent of all divorce fees in America. Imagine that. Yeah. Well, well, Andrew, I don't want to take up too much more of your time because we're we're probably gonna be going two hours. I know you're you're a really busy man, but but real quick, can I just ask one or two very ignorant questions because I'm I have the honor of being on the line with a with a sex coach or a sex educator. Please, man. Okay, first one. Uh, have you ever met a girl who made you go, "What the fuck?" Like like who was like so crazy sexually that you were just like what the fuck am I dealing with here? Has that ever happened? Yeah, man. Do you know what it is? Like people always ask me, what's my crazy sexual experiences? What's the most epic shit that I've done and stuff like that. Do you know the craziest? Oh, damn it. I did it. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Do you know what it is? It's like I've had some girls like this, like um, wild requests and stuff like that, which is awesome. But the thing is what I see is like, guys, like where are all these women who have all these like wild requests or feel so open about their sexuality? Uh, where have they always been? I'm like, they've always been around you. You've usually just suppressed them or made them feel judged or not accepted about their sexuality. Fact. When you truly get comfortable with your sexuality, that's why I always say it starts with you. All these women are actually right around you. And that's the thing. They all have that deep inside them. Basically, what it is, is to allow them to give that full expression. And then you're going to hear the most epic fucking crazy shit to bring it back to your audience. Like, give her that full permission that nothing she can say is going to be weird or unusual in the bedroom. Like, if she says something to you that, like, she goes, oh, I really like it when you, like, pull wax on me and then, like, um, then you like 
um, say like whatever. So like, I really like when Paul works me and wear a red beanie. Whatever, it's just out of my random thing. And don't yeah. look, don't judge a chick. Just if it's a little bit strange, you don't have to be like just stone faced like that's cool. I don't expect that. You can be like, well, that's cool. I've never heard that before. Like, tell me more. I'm, I'm kind of curious about that. Mm-hmm. So what you do, you're coming from a place of curiosity instead of like judgment. And then that's when it gets a woman to open up. So then she can start saying what she likes. And you start realizing, and you say it's like, be curious, like, yo, what do you like? What turns you on? What have you, haven't you told someone before that you really would like to explore? And then, yeah, man, I've had like heaps of chicks like say all this stuff because I'm genuinely curious. The only thing, the reason that I get chicks like, and the clients I work with get the chicks saying that they're really great in bed and having these amazing experiences, because I said this before, is because I'm willing to ask, say the hard things that no one's willing to say and ask the hard questions that no one's willing to ask. So it's like uh, being curious about a sexuality and saying what I fucking want. And then when I can do that, that is you you, you, you flipped that question so well god dang it Andrew. You, you've gotten that too many times i fucked up with that question i, I should have seen that one coming okay oh, Ign- ignorant a- ignorant question number two real quick all right well so didn't i answer your question oh did you, you did you did you did you did you did you did a- ignorant question number two have you ever taken a dump on a girl <laughs> no. <laughs> like, have you ever no. have you ever dropped a log on someone? I'm kind of curious. Not, not yet, man. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> when I do, you'll be the first to know. We'll do a podcast all about that episode, right? <laughs> From the start to finish. <laughs> okay, and la- last one, last one. I got. I said to get out. Last one, last one. Is is there an ultimate position? Like, is there like is there the best position? Is that a thing? Is there like one ultimate one that's like the thing? In your experiences from all the time, all the crazy sex you've had, is there one ultimate experience that is like, this is it. If you had one to do the rest of your life, I would do this one. Yes, I do. Ready, guys? What is it? The ultimate position is there is no ultimate position. Oh, my God. I knew that was going to happen, dude. You knew it. But you know what? I will give you a sick position that is really cool, but then I'll just break this down for a second. The thing is, everyone, everyone's looking for all these fucking crazy positions and the best fucking thing to do and like having like these crazy positions. Yeah. But the thing is, that is all crap if you don't have the connection with the girl and you're not really getting her to open up and be sexually explored. Basically, everything we've discussed today. But I do want to give you an insane position that I absolutely fucking love because I know it's just like, a, it's a really good, it's good just to throw That's, on here. Let's go, baby. Now, but the thing is, if you don't have all that other stuff sorted, it's going to feel shit. The, Fucking the depth of your sexual connection is going to be the connection that you have with the woman. So say that's all sorted. Say you got this, my man. You got this chair here. I love sitting on the chair. I, I love sitting on a chair like this. Yeah. Your underwear. Your underwear. I'm, I'm, I love I'm, it. I'm in my shorts, but it looks it looks like underwear. I've got I'm wearing underwear, guys. Okay. I don't usually, but it's okay. No, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but even if I'm like here we are, imagine like the, the opening scene is just this, mate. Me and you. So. I just, <laughs> I love doing this. I love personally having a chair like this and having a chick straddled around like this. So then what you could do as well is she should be straddled like this, sitting on top. You can grab from the back here, from her back, pull her there close. And then what you can do is like really move and she can move. What you can also oh. do is get her legs will be like this, for example. So then what you can do is grab under her legs. So then you're holding her like this and then you can start moving her in that position. And the thing is sometimes girls just like to be like some guys, guys, guys think that girls just like to be fucked like this, but not necessarily always true. Sometimes girls like the feeling where you're pushing in and you're just moving your hip and your pelvis because it really moves up and shakes up a lot of things inside of her pussy. So she's like in that position again. 
And then all of a sudden, you can have your arms under so it goes really deep. And this is also because some guys have that insecurity about having a small cock sometimes. It goes really deep. You can pop up your um, pelvis a little bit more forward and then you have her there yeah. and you got that thing. And then what's really great from this position because you're holding under her ass cheeks like this and her legs are kind of like dangling over the side here and you can start moving her okay. like that and it feels really good. Then after that happens, man, she's in that position. She's sitting there. You can just imagine. You can. I call this the caveman. So the caveman, she wants to feel that the broad, the, your brute force. <laughs> so you're holding her like this and then you're like squatting her. So this is why guys always make sure you don't bend your back when you're doing your squats. This is why the only reason I go to the gym is so I can pick up chicks. That's the only, like, like literally Facts. Pick that is a fact right there. <laughs> That's why all guys go to the gym. So then you've got the chick here and you pick her up like that. And then you've got her here and her legs are wrapped around you and you can actually throw her on like this and move her down like that. It takes a bit of strength, but guys, you don't need to do that position. I just wanted to throw something fun because it's more of a fun podcast today. You do that shit and what happens psycho psychologically, the woman feels your brute strength of picking her up from the chair after you've done this position and it really fucking goes, this is a fucking man. And I am turned on and it feels yeah. so good. No, no taken. I'm gonna try the goddamn caveman next time. Yeah, that 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 is some big facts, dude. Thank you for that, man. I didn't have to pay you for that. You're a fucking boss, dude. Thank you for that. You're welcome, brother. You're welcome, dude. You're changing lives already, man. <laughs> but um, but dude, I I really appreciate you having on the show, man. Uh, it's been an awesome conversation. You're you're such a cool dude. Appreciate it, man. It's been fucking amazing being here, man. It's been it's been really fun as well, dude. Thank you for like allowing me to be my authentic self and just be completely um transparent about everything. And likewise, thank you for changing my life. And real quick before we go, um, I will have anything you want me to link in the description of the YouTube video, but what is the name of your channel or where would you like people to go if they want to like connect with you or to get more information? Cool, man. The best place, I always say this, guys, like if you really enjoyed this podcast, go, I have tons of free stuff. I have my podcast, Sexual Quantum Leap. Um, you can get on that on Spotify and then also, um, where is that, SoundCloud. Also the YouTube sexualquantumleap.com uh, sexualquantumleap or just go to sexualquantumleap.com and as I said go check out all my free stuff and if that really resonates with you like fuck this is really cool shit and I want to take it to the next level then mm -hmm. hit myself up or hit Bruce up and we can have a chat and I can guide you in the right direction of stuff in the future but on the website at the moment we actually have something it's like the pussy massage this is actually where shit started man it was a pussy massage so basically I teach guys actually don't finger a chick anymore you want to learn how to give them a pussy massage so it's like Pulp Fiction foot massage no it's a motherfucking pussy massage so what you can do is go over to Sexual Quantum Leap you can download your um free pussy massage guide and learn how to give women multiple orgasms with your hands. It's nothing that you've seen before and I'm actually breaking it down in three sequential videos on how you could actually implement some stuff tonight. So if you do do that and you really give a woman insane experience, I'd love to hear from you. So that's what I offer to you guys today. So yeah, as I said, appreciate you guys. Um, please appreciate you guys having me and thank you Bruce for like this amazing interview. Of course, man. You're a goddamn legend. You're a goddamn legend. All right, guys. Well, that's it. That's the angle. Peace out. Until next time. Let me stop the recording.